Hello, my friend. I'm Avika Paras, host of The Decisive Life and founder of Ethics for Work and Life. And I'm honored to be your decision coach today to help you become a better person by making better decisions every day. I believe that we arrive at crossroads, we face dilemmas, we get at decision moments for a reason, and it is up to us to face them with serenity and courage and most of all, gratitude. So today's topic will help you overcome your fear of technology. When I talk about technology, I'm thinking about the apps from computer programs or even the fear of using the computer, the fear of using the laptop. Perhaps you don't fear using your cell phone, but you fear using the computer. Somehow with a cell phone, it really serves for you as a phone only. But when it comes to using the computer, the internet, it can be a little bit more challenging for some of you. A friend of mine was asked to extend a little bit more and not to retire yet. She's a very good marketing person. When I did some online coaching with her, she says, so what will happen after this? Because she's afraid of the technology. One of the tips I will give in advance is really a matter of getting used to it. Like what I mentioned where I lived in London, the director of the student residence would say, just open all the doors, Abic. So in that way, we keep on discovering. So that's really advancing my tip that I gave to her. But I'm just saying that this is also for people who probably have loads of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise, and they really would like to share it and the opportunities here in the online world. But then I also have a former student who has 12 years of experience in the corporate world, and he is really wanting to do something, perhaps to move up in the corporate ladder. But he also mentioned to learn more about e-commerce, and that is, of course, dealing with the online world. So that wanting to be there online, doing a business, improving one's career or changing career, even coming from the corporate world to the online world, this can be challenging. So I'm not going to talk now about the online business, all the things about online business, but I will focus on that challenge that can be preventing you from really getting out there and really trying it out. And that is the fear of technology. I have three major categories of my tips, and I learned this watching a YouTube video of my coach, Brendan Bouchard, How to Overcome Your Fear. I found that the three major categories that he used are also useful for us. And he talked there about the fear referring to the pain of loss or the pain of the process itself or the pain of the outcomes. So if there is a fear of making decisions, the pseudophobia, I don't know exactly who is the origin of that term. Now there's technophobia, a major deterrent for getting into a big change in our life, which is the use of the online platforms, the use of the computer, the devices, the applications. Sometimes it can be as complex, the fear of using the mainframes, are there still mainframes? Actually, I see that. Sometimes you ask, where is Dropbox? Where do they store the iCloud drive? And I've seen big computers storing all of this data from all over the world. It's like there has to be like a server, they say. For example, I'm in the Philippines and one time I was asked, since you are using our platform, would you like that you use the server in Australia? I said, it's really up to you where you think is going to be faster for me. A friend of mine, she's also going to use a server. It was suggested to her to use a server that is based in the U.S. Probably that provider of the program has no other servers in Asia. And that's why the U.S. is being proposed. Abik, what are you talking about? This is all Greek to me, the server, the mainframe. So I talk about sometimes the fear of the complex devices because the smartphone could be for us now a little bit more manageable, okay? So when I talk about technophobia, the fear could be just a dislike, 
because each of us has really some challenges. I don't think there's anyone here in the world who doesn't fear anything. Okay. So this time we're focusing on some friends, some people, some supporters who are afraid of technology. I know of some people asking me, how come I don't see the blur background in Zoom? And sometimes I think because everything is explained in the video and I also propose some additional links. I'm thinking that sometimes what can keep us from understanding it would already be the fear that this is complicated. Okay, so the fear of the pain of loss, the pain of process, and the pain of outcomes. I think that's a very simple framework that I would like to use tonight. Let's start using the pain of loss. One thing that really challenged me to go online from the physical work, face-to-face, -face, being employed, really is the fear of the stability coming from a regular paycheck. I know of some friends, they would rather continue as consultant, meaning they are not in regular employment because they're already retired officially or they reach mandatory retirement. And so what they want to do is continue consulting, meaning the same work for the same company, but they are not any more regular employees. But that is really something that is not going to demand so much change in life because it's just going to change your taxability. <laughs> if there's a thing like that, you will be taxed as a consultant, as a professional, rather than you be having compensation income, but you will continue doing the same thing. So if we really focus online, we are facing the pain of that loss of a stable income or a very regular schedule. If you're a consultant already and you wanted to shift online, then you're going to miss the security of having other people market your professional services. And you're just going to be called to render the service, give the seminar, rather than trying it online. And you don't know how you're going to get the audience for your services. I wanted to share with you how I fought that fear of losing income. There were some times that my schedule was canceled, postponed. I really thought I market my own self so that in the end, if I postpone, it's because I love the effort to market. I'm not going to blame it on other organizations that are hiring me for the seminars. So even if I lose the secure income, I gain my own time. You know, some other people or influencers who went online and afterwards they said they quit the nine to five. One of the best things that they said they gave up is consulting. From one employer, they actually have several clients that are managing their time. So in the end, they went into entrepreneurship. They don't do consulting anymore. They do coaching. So even if you lose the secure income, the gain is you get back your own time. You manage your own time. You organize your own courses, seminars, your own meetings, your video conferences. Sometimes also the shift can actually be challenging. For example, you're the person who has gotten used to Facebook Messenger, and then suddenly with the pandemic, there's a shift to using the Viber for personal development seminars. So it has destabilized some people in the sense that they're used to Messenger. How come people don't want to do Messenger? But in the end, people were able to shift to having the video meetings using Viber. Okay, so somehow they lost what has been secure for them, which is the Facebook Messenger, but they gained another expertise, which is using another app, which is Viber. And for some, you might think it's quite easy, but at a certain level, certain age, people are different. So for others, it's already a win to be able to master Viber. I think another thing is when teachers or professors have gotten used to having a technical staff preparing the classroom, that LCT projector, the computer, the laptop, everything set up for them. 
And here they are thinking of doing online who's going to do the work for them. So that's the challenge, the loss of technical staff. And what will you gain if you learn it yourself? It's like you're an expert on your own. You are a solopreneur, which is not a lowly occupation. I mean, if you are managing many things on your own and really managing your own meetings, it's already an asset. It's already something to be proud about. Like you can manage everything, all the tech, whereas before there could be two people, technical staff, and you even wait for them to come because they're setting up the projector for many other classes. So this time you don't wait for anyone. You just start your own meetings. Okay. So instead of looking at the pain of loss, then you look at what you will gain from mastering one more or several more applications using the computer or using the internet. Okay. So now let's go to the second. The second fear that we have to get over, I propose, if you're going to go really using the computer, using the internet, going online, especially in an online business, you have to get over the fear of the process. Really, the process can take longer because it's a new platform. But we have to think that there are many things that we have done in our life that really took years. For example, even for my student with 12 years of experience in the corporate world, he took five years studying, okay? And I was amazed. I was just surprised that someone asked me, Doc Abby, could you help me put up my course online? So I said, okay, probably I can coach you because I don't do consulting. Again, referring to the fact that I don't want to have several clients managing my time. So I can coach you to do it. Perhaps we can have six weeks of that and I can give you many other things. So I was telling her what help I can give her. And then she says, can we do it in two weeks? And I was thinking, actually, I have taken now going to my third year, putting up my online business, and things are not going to be that easy. And I realized that sometimes people don't get into anything online. They don't go into online business because they're already overwhelmed with the amount of time that will be spent learning the process. So they have that fear of it's going to be painful. It's going to be very difficult to learn the entire process. Okay, but, you know, every change is difficult. You can go back to the time that you are a happy young child and then they told you you're going to school. It's a big change, right? But of course, for some people, it's quite difficult to remember that. But just think of the recent, I don't know, you came from college and then you're going to start work. Change is difficult because in the end, it's not I mean, after five years or four years in school, and then this time you're going to work, there has to be some adjustment. And I don't know if you were able to adjust in your workplace after two weeks. Perhaps you adjusted to your own department, but for the entire organization, for the setup, I don't think that two weeks were sufficient to adjust. So the process will take longer, but in the end, again, what will you gain? Really, we don't have a magic wand to turn everything in one shot. Okay, now I know it. I realized after putting up this business in three years, and I know that really each business has a capital, and I'm just thankful that I have my retirement money to fund my own business. I know that for some people who want also to go online, they want it shorter because they might lose whatever capital that they have. But probably the thing to do there is to have that bigger funding so that you can really put up that online business in a maximum three years. It can be shorter if you really dedicate all the time. Probably it took me now going to the three years because of many other things that I'm doing. 
And probably it's just only now that I'm concentrated building this business. So it's not really exactly three years, although in terms of time, it was three years since I retired from the academy. But actually, I did not focus on my business for many months. So thinking of the pain of the process, how long it will take you, then perhaps what you can think is after you have put up the business, what will you gain? What you mind is saying, what is your Paris? Because she really would like to spend a lot of time in Paris in France. So she was asking all of us in that coaching program, so what is your Paris? It's something that you can think about when you fear the entire process of learning your online business. So what is your Paris? Where is it that you want to spend your vacation? And sometimes in the corporate world, your vacation could just be two weeks. I know some people, they only have vacation leave of two weeks. When you go online and you really hit it big in this online business, not super big, but sufficient enough for you to take longer vacations. So where will you take your vacation? Okay. So instead of thinking of the pain of learning the entire thing, go to the far end, to the benefit, to the end of this. Where will you spend your vacation? What will you do? How many people will you be able to help? For the moment, I'm thinking I'm helping only the grab riders because I'm giving them some errands. But I'm thinking, how many people can I give employment if I make good in this online business? How many weekends and after dinner would really be free? Not like when I was teaching the academy, especially if it's exam season. And when I had administrative work, the weekends I really spent doing still work. And sometimes Christmas vacation, the teachers checking the exam papers are the only ones working, the others are on vacation. So I'm thinking, if I make it good in this online business, then I can really have my own time, longer time to rest and do other things, not exactly to bask in the sun, in the beach, but really to do other things that are also worthwhile. Okay. So I think it's highly recommended to look forward to the things that you will get in return for getting into this process of learning that technology. You might know that I have created two online courses. I'm managing my own marketing and all these things. And I learned it using Kajabi. And Kajabi is an online platform that actually does many things. It's like all in one. It's already like a business system. Everything already there. But I went through the process of learning many apps until in the end, I discovered that with Kajabi, I can do many things. For example, before I had lead pages for my website, I had ConvertKit for my email. And when I market a program, I use ClickFunnels. And then I discovered that I could do everything in Kajabi. So this is also an invitation for you because you can try it for 30 days instead of the usual 14 days that is advertised in the Kajabi website, 14-day free trial. No obligations for you is using that link that I have in the description below. You can try the Kajabi for 30 days. And what is good here, there are many platforms that provide many help. You can study anew. For example, the Kajabi University. And that is where I've attended courses on how to do social media marketing. Recently, I did a course on podcasting. It's part of what you're paying. You might say it's expensive. Well, you can have it free for 30 days and then afterwards you will pay something. If there was no pandemic, I would have rented an office for 10,000 pesos. But this time I'm just using that monthly budget for the online apps that I have. Okay. And another one, because I'm in YouTube, there is an app that helps everyone doing YouTube and that is TubeBuddy. I also have a link, try that link. And then at the same time, depending on the plan that you have, you can have this free, the TubeBuddy University where you will really be helped to go faster by the many experts who have been there and done that. 
Okay, so that is technology. I mean, it's not just, okay, pay for this and you go on your own. No, many of the good platforms also provide this help in terms of the education, the training. So I think with that, even if the process can take longer, even if it's challenging, you can think that changing again and learning some things, it's not just going back to grade one, but basically it's like you become young again, learning again, being a student in an online classroom. Okay. So change is living a life that is exciting because you're learning something new. I've known people who really look young because they're always trying something new. So feel young again and be excited that you're going to learn something. The technology actually is not changing drastically, radically. It's like improving little by little. Don't think that what I learned now will not be useful tomorrow. You know what? When I was studying in London, to help support my finances, I looked for a student job and a very kind Englishman offered me, okay, I have this property management and I think it has to be computerized, but I didn't know anything about computer programs. So when I was studying then in Imperial College, there was a professor who taught me the base programming, which was the program that I really needed to try to organize the collection of rents for that property management office. So I think he gave me four classes. And then in the end, I just read many books. There was no Google search that time. I just borrowed from the library many books on database programming. And that was 21 years before I again came up with another project that really needed database. So I found that having learned that 21 years ago, it was still applicable right now, the basics, the principles of managing your huge database. Don't think that, okay, since things are changing, what I will learn will not be applicable anymore. I tell you. That database programming that was like dormant in my mind for 20 years became very useful. And now more than 3,000 people are using that activity reservation program that I made applicable online. It's not something that you have to go to a certain physical place in order to reserve for an activity. And then another thing, learning the process can really be exciting. I remember in December, three months ago, a friend of mine told me, Avik, can you teach me more about podcasting because I enrolled in the course, I'm going to start a podcast, but I need a little bit more advice on the nitty gritty of things. And then I said, I don't do podcasting. I only do YouTube videos. That was three months ago. And then now I already have my podcast distributed in Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just three months ago, I said, I don't do podcasting. And right now I have this. Whatever you see now in YouTube, I repurpose it to become simply an audio, which is really the podcast. And just one episode is distributed in Apple, Google, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You know, I didn't even think of that upon my retirement. I was just thinking of video. And even if two years ago, a year ago, some of the coaches are saying that podcast is really better than video because you don't have to put on makeup and all these things. But in the end, because... It's quite difficult for me to give tutorials describing things. I think it was two weeks ago that I tried to explain decision tree. And I was very slow in describing the arrows where they're going because I was going to repurpose that video into a podcast. So it was quite difficult. So I said, I cannot just concentrate in podcasts, especially if I'm going to do some tech tutorials, because it's quite difficult to explain things by words only. I really needed the video. A coach of mine gave us, the students, a tip. Don't think that you're going to spend some time doing the YouTube video, another time doing the podcast. You have to think that it's one and done, meaning do the YouTube video, 
and then you repurpose it into a podcast, repurpose it into social media posts. And that's why throughout the week after a live stream, I have already some ideas what to post in social media. And whereas before it was challenging, this time it's easier because I already have 30 minutes of video to get materials from. I repurpose it. The last category of fear is the fear of the pain of outcomes. After investing so much time, you fear that what will happen if I invest all of my time, my energy, my money, and this will not take off. What if I really try to learn all of these apps and the online business will not take off? What if I learn everything about Facebook ads or Instagram ads and in the end, Facebook will not be there forever. It will close down. For example, I might learn live stream. I might invest in all the gadgets about live stream. And you might think, so what happens if next time they'll invent something else? It's not any more video. It's totally audio. So you might think, the outcome will be wasted, like zero. It's really failure. I think it's very human to project that the outcome will be negative. But it's also human to project that the outcome can also be positive. So I think there has to be some improvement in terms of visualizing your future. Some people would call it having a vision board or manifesting. You can try many other things that will work for you. I can't recommend one over the other. For me, it's just simply dreaming. The usual dreaming that in the end, I can have a wider impact using video and this time also podcasts and social media. So I visualize my future using the ordinary daydreaming. Not long, but in the end, throughout the time that I'm doing this online business, I always see that the future is positive. It will happen. It's just that it really takes time. It doesn't make me think that I'm wasting my time. Everything for me is a learning opportunity. And again, that makes you young. Because if you always think, I've been there, done that, it's like, okay, you're ready to go. <laughs> I mean, go to the other world. But we really have to always be excited with the future. So I think we have to go back to our childhood liking for dreaming. Dreaming of when we start schooling or dreaming of when we start working. Perhaps for us at this age, we'll say, we've done that. Okay, start again, dream again. To end this, I think really God has given us brains to improve the world to improve the times that we live in, we have to take advantage of that. For me, I really like to think of it as a calling, a new calling. Probably I didn't think of that before when I was in the academy, but this time it's a new calling to reach out to a wider world, to help a wider community of people. We also have to think that the ones who constantly invent these computer apps, they were given brains by God and they're trying to improve the world. And sometimes they get a lot of feedback from the users and they continue. The reason why things are changing because the users give their feedback. I don't actually like devices, phones that do not have apps developers because that means they don't get feedback from the users. So the fact that you see that applications are changing is because they are improving for the sake of a better user experience. So we also have to be thankful for that. Don't fear the technology that your fellow human being has invented. Don't fear that. I propose that you think that we all were given brains to really take advantage of these technological improvements to improve the lives of people. If you try to think how much time you spend before in the banks lining up, and then right now you can do online banking, or you even have to send a physical invoice for your services. But this time you can do invoicing by PayPal, just email it. So there are many new things that are really exciting to use. 
we have to make use of the technology, participate in using the technology that has improved people's lives. I think if you are concentrating on conspiracy theory, you will think that all this technology is for the worse. I mean, don't be that exaggerated, okay? So we have to also widen our reading so that we don't read more of the negative things, okay? Because in the end, it will also increase our fear of the technology. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Decisive Life. If you liked it, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it, and the link to this episode to three of your friends today. Post it in social media and use the hashtag The Decisive Life. Until the next episode, my friend, be good. Be good.